Hi, I'm Victor Garber, and you're listening to The Flash Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Flash Podcast, your podcast for all things related to CW's The Flash, starring Grant Gustin as Baron slash The Flash. I'm Andy B, your host and producer as always, and since The Flash has gone on hiatus, we're deciding to do you know, something we haven't done in a while, you know, which is special edition episodes, because, well... We haven't had a break for The Flash since it came back uh, for its season 4 premiere. So, so yeah, so this week and this next week we're, you know, releasing uh, two special episodes for you guys while we're all patiently waiting for the return of The Flash on January 16th at 8 on the CW. But, uh, and if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. I uh, hope uh, you guys have been able to survive the first Flash day without actual Flash. I know it's tough, but we will get through it. And I'm joined by one of our great Flash Podcast members, Tatiana Hollander. Tatiana, how are you doing tonight? I am doing very well, Andy. Thank you so much for asking. You're you're so welcome, and thank you for having you know you you've been you've been you've been with us a lot uh, this this fall and so on, filling in for you know some of our hosts and whatnot. I hope uh, I hope you've had a blast, and that uh, and I'm glad um, I'm glad you're able to join us for one of our last episodes, 2017. But uh, yeah. speak, but. Um, but speaking of awesome people, we're we're joined by a very special guest tonight, as someone you know. There's 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 the internet can be its own thing sometimes, but every once in a while, there's some good people on the internet. There's some good places you can actually be at, and you don't have to fear of haters, trolls, shippers. There's actually good people on the internet, and there's also and there's some amazing websites on the internet, and one of them. Is the entertainment website that hashtag show? As you know, we, you know we've we've been bringing them a lot uh, a lot this season and so on. They're one of our f- favorite sources of uh, the latest information and so on about your favorite DC TV shows and Marvel shows and other great uh, geek uh, geek and slash pop culture shows. And he is Mr. D- Daniel Jerome from uh, Welcome to Watchtower and also one of the like definitely one of the main voices and faces of that hashtag show. So Daniel, welcome to the Flash Show, guys. How you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing well, thank you. That was like a really gracious introduction. I, I appreciate that. Oh, you know, it's the holiday. I like to get a little bit more nicer. So usually I'm a lot crueler to my guests. No, no. I <laughs> to, to disclaimer to everyone, uh, I I always try to write a nice introduction for everyone and so on because I want it to reflect how much you know I appreciate having them on air and how much I also appreciate you know just you know the dynamic we have and so on. But uh, no, but we're I'm glad we were able to finally make this happen. I know we we talked a little bit about it. I think during the fall, some I, I think it was one one of during your shows. I think someone suggested that you should come on the five part. My you know what? I, I oh, yeah. should have Daniel on the flashback. Why haven't I made this happen? So, um, <laughs> but for people that may not know, if people, you know, don't use social media a lot and so on, they don't know what the hashtag show is. Like, do you want to tell people what the hashtag show is about? And also, this is something I've been wanting to ask for like a couple of weeks now. Where did the name come from? 
<laughs> the name, well, that hashtag show is a, uh, I like to call it a nerd collective, where uh, it's a lot of us, uh, and we're a family, uh, nerds, you know, how we connect and we love to have conversations about, well, anything trending in geek pop culture, so that hashtag show became a connection of all of us really discussing everything trending in geek pop culture. So much so, it became our tagline, and we started to share information with people. Um, we started first as a website, uh, well, as a podcast and a website. And from there, we just grew into now the entertainment website that we are. Uh, and, of course, we always have videos. We have live streams. Uh, we try to be as interactive as possible. But the name itself came from, I think we were having a, uh, a conversation, uh, and one of our uh, cast members uh, once said, well, what are we going to call ourselves? We were trying to figure it out, and someone was thinking about, well, we do talk about things that are trending, etc., etc. Well, how do you discuss anything that's trending? We'll usually talk about it with a hashtag. So somebody was like, well, what are we going to call ourselves still? So I think about it, and someone's like, you know, like, I don't know that... What are we talking about, like, a few days ago, later? And someone's like, you know, that, that hashtag show we were talking about. We said, that's it. That's the name. That hashtag show. And we ran with it. I, I, I like it. I like it, too. <laughs> I, uh, no, I remember the first time I saw the name, and I'm thinking, you know, I have nothing against the name. I think it's actually pretty clever. But, like, how does one come up with that to make it as like their their their, their like their brand and so on? So like no, but I I definitely I, I I dig it I dig it I also dig the fact there is always a hashtag in the background of the logo because it would be weird if there wasn't a hashtag like in the actual like title like of the font. So and uh, no, but you guys you, know, you guys have been you guys are doing such awesome work over the hashtag show and you know I think that if anyone who's a DC TV fan or you know, even DC films fan and so on, should, you know they that's definitely a, a source of information they should always be keeping their eyes up open and so on and like i always got my youtube notifications on and so on to make sure that i don't miss anything that you guys put out and uh, and all your live shows are so much fun and uh, i think <laughs> i think it was maybe the last weekend before this or the, the weekend um uh, recently that you guys like i think, I think you guys were playing the the whisper, the whisper challenge for like 20 minutes oh ago and i'm like this this is the best <laughs> Well, and that was weird out of nowhere. Unfortunately, that was due to a, a mix-up. We had an audio issue, so we were like, all right, well, let's go ahead and make it still fun. So we began to have, like, the quote-unquote whisper challenge, and uh, people enjoyed it. So it's uh, we, we try to make everything as interactive as possible, even um, when we do have mess-ups. Uh, the audience is part of it. No, no, it's, I, mean, I, 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 I couldn't tell that it was like... You know that you know. I felt it was pretty organic, and I felt it was just hilarious. So I uh, no, but you guys, no, you guys, you guys do a lot of fun. So that's always great that you guys do it during the weekends. Kind of you know, just you know, like if you're like me who don't really have much things to do during the weekend, so and just want to you know watch great you know like fellow nerds you know doing things. You know that that's this is you know this is a way to do it. But uh, no, but we're so happy to have you with us tonight, uh, Daniel, to talk about. We're gonna be doing a little recap of uh, the first half of season four of the fire. I mean, I, I mean, you know what. I'm just gonna call it season four A because it's such a, it's such a long like phrase in you know, my mouth. Just saying this is the first half, and the second half, and the and the fourth quarter, and the fourth quarter of this season or whatever. So uh, I'm gonna call it season four A, even though I know the Flash doesn't really go with that formula of certain like other TV shows does it like because it's still the one same storyline. But you know, 
it's my show. I can call whatever I want, so I, I will deal with it. <laughs> but uh, and there's no news this week, guys. Uh, I'm sure if uh, because Hollywood likes to mess me over uh, every time. So like by the time we put this episode out, which will be on Wednesday, you know, tomorrow at the time of recording. I'm sure someone will come and be like, hey, let's just drop, like, this new epic costume for someone so that Andy can't talk about it for, like, another week. I'm like, great. And also, it's it's just about me. Like, it's that's all that matters. Like, I, oh, I don't care about, you know, oh, who cares if Taliana gets to talk about it this same week or so, or if Brittany or Amy or whatever. So I care about it. I don't get to talk about it this week. So, but, uh, no, but there's, uh, I think they still, they, there's, they, they put out a recent TV spot trailer for the the premiere, which seems to definitely be called... The Trial of the Flash, uh, spoiler alert. So, uh, but, ah! oh, yeah, I, I, I think, I think that's what they're doing because I saw on their YouTube, like, when they, when you title your video and so on, you put in your show name and then you put in the title of something. And I'm like, well, that must be it. Um, so hopefully I wasn't wrong, but, uh, but yeah, we do want to, the, the one thing we do want to remind you guys though, is that you guys should definitely be following, uh, She40 on Twitter and Instagram, which is an amazing female empowerment movement that the women of the DCTV universe has created. So, because I think now more than ever, we can use a little more empowerment to, given, you know, recent news and, you know, just the state of the world being it, it is, the way it is. So you can follow uh, yeah. She40. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it also, it definitely made it a little bit more difficult in the past few weeks to, you know, to do this show because like, well, one of the founders of this freaking, of these freaking universe is now responsible, you know, it's behind it. So it's like, uh. it, 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 it just goes so weird to look at the show as a whole, like, but what was, uh, what was the thing that this person did on this show? You can clearly tell or whatever. It's like it's almost like Justice League all over again. Like, what was a Zack Snyder scene and what was a Josh Sweden scene? Um, oh yeah. Even though guys, just for the record, I do they love, I did love Justice League, but it's like there are points where you can kind of tell, hmm, Snyder, hmm, we done. But uh, no, but the point is, you guys should be following G Forty on Twitter and Instagram. I I still believe there's no Facebook page for them. Tiny, I'm. I'm is, am I correct on that? There's no Facebook page for it? I believe you are correct, yes. You'd have to follow Instagram and Twitter to see their updates. And Katie said, remember to ask Candace about the book club that they're starting. They're doing a book? Oh, God. I'm so in for this. I'm actually, I might actually care about book clubs now because <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, there's, they're fine. I mean, I, I'm indifferent to them, but, you know, if, if my favorite female characters are going to be doing it, then I'm totally game for it because, you know, I, mean, I think it could be a good time, but uh, but yeah, but those are all the I guess news we have for this week. Then, so let's jump right into just discussing this first half of uh, nope season four A. That's what we're going with. Uh, for anyone yeah. who hasn't been caught up, there will be spoilers. We're not going to hold back. If you haven't seen the first four, uh, first nine episodes of the Flash this season, pause this episode. Go binge. What it. are you doing with your life? Yeah, what do you? <laughs> See, this is why I bring Tanya on, so she, so she can say these things, because I know I can't, uh, but like, go, go and watch on iTunes or, or the CW website, and you know, then come back and listen to our discussion. So, uh, so, so then I want to start with you, like, kind of just talking about, like, what are your overall impressions of the, of season 4A? Alright, well, season 4A, I feel at some portions, uh, may have been slightly disappointing, um, but I understand why they were. It was uh, a lot of exposition that ultimately that we're seeing now was needed. So uh, I guess 4A had a slow burn. That's what I'll say. It had a slow burn. 
and it culminated for me with um, episode nine. Uh, and well, actually, before that, because of um, just Devoe, uh, he is such such an amazing character for me. I love him so much, and I love the actor too. So I guess slow burn is what I'll have to say about it. That's a good, that's a good way to 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 put it. Uh, what about you, Tatiana? Uh, yeah, I have to agree that DeVoe has so far been a great villain. I've loved how he's, how he and his backstory and Marlies have developed so that we see how they function as a unit and how that parallels to Barry and how he and Iris function. So you can see where the seams are, you know, coming together. You can really tell that they've thought this season through, which you could not say for season two or three. So I'm uh, glad that we're back on the, yeah, I'm glad we're back on the, we have an end game. That's always great. Um, and I also really like that the season has done a better job than recent ones of world building. We've seen a little bit more of Central City, which gets lost sometimes in Star Labs. And hopefully we'll get a lot more of that in the back half of the season now that Barry's, you know, literally can't be in Star Labs. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh Barry, Barry, he can't catch a break, I guess. Uh, no, I, I gotta, yeah, that's true. I gotta agree with that. Daniel put put it the best way. I think the key uh, term with the season so far has been it's been a slow burn. But I, I think in many ways it's a favor for the Flash because I think the past two seasons has been focused so much about oh my god, Barry, it must be faster than, insert, you know, evil speedster guy. I think it's been so much about the fact that it's, I mean, it's almost like a bad pissing contest in many ways, uh, but just for speed. Uh, So I like the fact that they're taking their time to kind of like, you know, ground themselves a little bit and so on. Not to say that, you know, the show is getting less superhero-y or less comic book and so on. I mean, like, this season has definitely gotten a little more comic book and more superhero-y. Superhero-y. But I feel like in this... I feel there's more intelligence behind this. It's kind of like, you know, just like... You know, there's a there's a, a method to the madness. And I like... And like you guys said, I mean, DeVoe has been such a great player so far. And I will admit that I was genuinely concerned going to the season in advance thinking... Will this villain sit well with fans? Like, you know, because, I mean, you look in the comic, he is a little silly. He has kind of a wacko backstory and whatnot and so on. And, you know, and I know, like, I mean, I have faith that these writers and producers and, you know, showrunners, that they, they do a good job in adapting these characters to fit the screen. But, you know, it's, again, this is the Arrowverse, and we've seen certain areas of this universe where things can just go and entirely and absurdly wrong. And, but, yeah, but the Finker has, he's been, you know, I think he's been my favorite villain uh, on the show since e- Eobard. Uh, and, you know, that, and that's, a, you know, it's a hard, th- those, are, th- those are big shoes to fill because, I mean, Eobard Fawn is Eobard Fawn, and he isn't always around, but he is, his presence will always still be felt. So, and, and I feel like, I mean, my, my, it, it, again, I like the fact that this, the show has gone back to being more fun again and so on, but not like dumb fun that's like, oh, not, you know, we're just going to do stupid stuff just because it's fun, but not explain those things for logical reasons. So I like the fact that there's, you know, there's still intelligence behind it. There's still reasoning behind it and so on. Yes, there might be, you know, every once in a while a plot hole or two that doesn't make sense, but you know, we overall, like it is. You know, it, it, I feel like it's like it's, I'm smiling again a lot with this show, which I didn't do a lot in the first, in the second half of I, Flash season three. Uh, sorry, 
No, I, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, one thing that I have to say about this season, which is a big bravo to them, is their focus is payoff. They are paying off so many things that they kind of left us from even back in season one. And it's just becoming more and more. And like you pointed out earlier, the um, world building, it's, it, it's on a greater scale. And it's giving us so much to appreciate about the show. We've been on this journey for now four seasons. So we deserve things that are like, well, hey, here's an inside joke that you would get. Here goes uh, something that we thought you thought may have been a, a dangling kind of plot thread. Now it's actually building to become something. I love that experience when it comes to this show. And we are getting it in like just so many ways. Yeah, and I and I feel and it's yeah, and, and that's that's what I kind of love about this show in particular too, compared to you know the other era show that you know because there was a lot of people being vocal last season about that you know it's being very repetitive. It's now it's gotten really really dark and so on. And I feel like they you know like again I mean I don't I I never want a TV show to just listen you, you know based on writing based on everything the fans are saying. But you know I think that some of the key things that fans have been bringing up. It, has been put into into account, and I think that we're we're seeing that. You know, the fact that we're seeing more Central City, for example, like Tatiana explained, that you know, it's it, it makes the, it makes the universe feel a little bit bigger, which I I think it's always good because I mean, if you're when you're dealing with a comic book show, you want this to you know when you're dealing with a comic book show, you want this to feel as big as possible. So, but uh, no, but again, I I love the fact that it's like I have a reason to smile again for this show, which you know, and again, it's not like I hated season three of the Flash, but it was like. I was there was too many cry, there was too much crying mostly on my part and it, but it was just like it was just so it got to it got because like I don't know if you noticed it I don't know if you have gone back to been you know binge watch season three again at any point uh, on Netflix or something like that but like when I, when you go through the whole season again you start to see like oh my god this was really crazy this was really messed up in many ways that we didn't even realize in the weeks when they were airing oh yeah definitely well there are moments where. You'll go back, because I, I did my binge watch of uh, season three, and yeah, there are moments where you may look back, and it's, sometimes it's not as satisfying as it was the first time you watched it, and other moments you may have said, oh, wow, they were laying some groundwork this whole time. So there's a weird duality when it comes to uh, a rewatch of uh, season three. I would say season three, it's like they knew where they were going to end up, but they didn't actually know how they were getting there. Like, That's it. They still can't explain to you why Savitar had to kill Iris because they don't know. They can't do it. Yeah, I think Comic, I think Comic Con, I think Comic Con became a very clear evidence that they didn't know because well, there was a girl I think who came up and asked. She, you know, she was very respectful about it, but she came up and asked like, I still don't get how Savitar. Like, when he was created, and, like, why he wanted to kill Iris. And Canada just simply goes, let it go, girl. And Grant is just, like, rubs his face in, like, irritation because he's like, I don't even know how this works. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, again, it was great, uh, great, uh, like, a great idea, but maybe not the best ex- execution. But, um, but, uh, but, you know, but now we have season four, and so far, you know, it seems like, you know, that, 
they're there's now always like an answer to anything they're doing. But uh, but like, let's let's just you know dive a little bit deeper into the first nine episodes and so on. And then what has been some of the good like your your favorite parts about this the season so far? And this can go into character developments, character storylines, uh, and uh, you know. Just you know, favorite ep- or maybe favorite episode in general. So you can you can go into anything you want when it comes to dubs and nouns. Okay. Um. Well, for me, uh, it was the introduction of Ralph Dibney. I am actually a pretty big fan of uh, Elongated Man. It's weird enough to say because usually everyone else is like Elongated Man. Oh, you mean Plastic Man? No, no, no. I mean Elongated Man. No one knows, but. Uh, I, I am a fan, and uh, it was great to see, well, one of DC's greatest detectives, um, but also with that, it's uh, backhanded because he's not as great as I expected him to be, but uh, who knows what else may happen. Um, I dug that. Uh, of course, do we count Crisis as part of... Yes, this absolutely. season absolutely. No? absolutely. There's an episode called. Oh, Cry- okay. yeah, I mean, when you go Let's go- do it. When you, you go back and look at the <laughs> Blu-rays, and they, it's going to say that there's an episode called Crisis. Yeah, of course, it's part of it. <laughs> well, then, uh, yeah, Crisis. Uh, best thing on best thing in the superhero realm on television this year. So uh, I loved Crisis so much. Oh, it was great on so many levels. Uh, satisfying, enjoyable. I, I laughed. I, I did also slightly cry. It, it was great. That is my jewel of uh, this season or four uh, A. Do you have any favorite? Uh, who's 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 uh, what character has uh, like from the main characters? Have you been enjoying the most in terms of their journey and so on? Do you have a particular favorite main character plot so far that has happened this season? Um. Well, actually, I would have to say. Uh, well, um, strange enough, uh, it would be, uh, Killer Frost. Not Caitlyn, but Killer Frost. And, uh, her, uh, well, she even mentioned it on, uh, episode, uh, season four, episode nine, where it just felt like, oh, everyone else, uh, is enjoying Killer Frost, but I'm not. And the truth is, hey, Caitlyn, yes, everyone does enjoy Killer Frost a lot more than you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I think that's you're the just moment. as mean as Ralph is. <laughs> what? No, it's but it's true. She is fun. She gets to say the things that Caitlyn doesn't. She gets to do the things that Caitlyn doesn't. But if Caitlyn just somehow let herself go at moments, she'd be able to do that too. And it's just Caitlyn represents repression, while um, well, I guess Killer Frost represents. Uh, freedom now it may be too much freedom but she represents freedom in a way and uh i think i I like that i like that dichotomy uh between the two i know everyone else is oh it's jekyll and hyde but for me it's a little bit more that's that's fair enough and um are you enjoying i mean in terms of just you know barry allen himself are you enjoying how he's doing so far like do you prefer seeing this barry as opposed to them I mean, I don't want to say angsty, but this is a CW, and angst is like what they're found, they're founded on. So, uh, is it nice to see a less angsty Barry? Uh, yes, indeed, it's a lot. It, it's a lot better seeing a Barry that likes to enjoy life. Like there was a moment uh, where recently in uh, 4A, 
uh, well, I think that's also on uh, episode nine where he says, uh, well, yeah, you know, I, I do speeding so much. I want to kind of just slow down and enjoy things. And uh, Iris is kind of like, no, 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 you have to be the speedster. And I like the fact that Barry's kind of like, no, I want to kind of slow down, take a back seat and enjoy the moment. And that's something that uh, you know he's not going to get to truly enjoy as a hero. So it's good to see that he's accepting the fact that, hey, I can enjoy the moments for what they are. Live in the moment. And I, I, I like that because angsty Barry after a while gets too much. Yeah, especially and also especially when you're dealing with like four of these shows on a weekly basis, it's like okay, that's four times the amount the angst because every hero <laughs> or villain even has some amount of angst. And I'm like, I just you know, I need one show at least or two where some of these heroes are actually like normal human beings. But that's just me. And uh, and you said <laughs> you said that you and you've been enjoying the votes so far and whatnot. And uh, what is it that makes him such a great villain compared to you know everyone else that we've seen so far? Um, well, DeVoe, the whole thing where it's, uh, hey, I'm not a speedster, um, so I'm making you think. And I love with everything that DeVoe's done, it's been a, it's been planned. It's already uh, been, well, it's almost like we're playing a role of, um, you know, destiny versus free will, in a way, where DeVoe's like, well, I already know what you're going to do. I'm 10 steps ahead of you. And Barry has to learn to catch up. And he has he can't depend on his speed. So he has to truly think and be this great person that we know he will become. So it, it's great to see DeVoe laying the, uh, laying the breadcrumbs for Barry to follow, to step on the building blocks, to become the mountain of the story that we know he will become. I love it. Well, well said. Well said. <laughs> no, 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 no. I agree with you. I, I feel we're in sync for sure. And um, Tatiana, what, how do you, how do you feel about what what are your what are your um, aspects of all of the good stuff that we've gotten in in season four A so far in terms of character development, storylines, and you know our big bad that we have so far. Uh, well, I echo some of uh, some of his thoughts, such as that seeing Barry as he is now with the burden lifted off of him to some degree, and especially having a season where Barry is not at fault for everything that is happening. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a, nice is a great <laughs> relief. I love that. <laughs> so, so yeah, it is, it is a lot of fun to get to see him be more relaxed, but you know, now, now it's turned to the, you know, we've gone to the dark side a little bit, but, once again, this is something that he has to work his way out of rather than something that he has to repeatedly blame himself for. So that's that's great. I also um, love that they're incorporating Iris as team leader in a proactive way. You know, if they're not going to go outside, if they're going to keep working with Team Flash, then having Iris as the most level-headed person in that group actually being able to make difficult decisions instead of running around like chickens with their heads cut off um, is really great, and it sort of shows how you can streamline exposition situations because a lot of times I feel like Flash has gotten bogged down in the exposition, so it's nice to kind of trim the fat there and leave more room for things like comic book moments and comedy um 
And then I've already said that I, that I like, I like how DeVoe's working, but I like how we get to be in on it with him. It reminds me of season one where we get to see little bits of reverse flash's plan, even before we knew he was actually reverse flash. Um, We just see like him working against Barry. And now we get to see DeVoe doing the same thing. And we still don't know what his full plan is, but for the first time in a long time, I feel confident that they have a plan. So that's awesome. I will like, like you did say, I I have to say this is the first time since season one that I have enjoyed Caitlin as a character, mostly because of Killer Frost. But I do like <laughs> that they've incorporated Caitlin's Caitlin's own insecurity about that. You know, like it makes sense. Like now the Killer Frost is like the snarky sidekick instead of the crazy pants person who wants to murder everyone for no reason. Um, it is it is good to see Caitlin sort of struggle with that in a whole different way. So that's an interesting twist on it. Uh, Joe and Cecile, the moments that they get are really sweet. I lo- I like that Joe's come back around to being part of the heart of the story, and that he gets to have those moments with Cecile as well as with Barry and Iris. And and even though it's been very few times that we've seen it. Cisco's uh, romance with Cynthia and Danny oh, Trejo yeah. being her dad. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like that we've opened that door up. And so now he can come back in the future, you know, and now Cynthia has an actual name and not a racial slur. Things I love. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, basically I, I like all the character beats that we have seen so far. Yeah, for me, I, I mean, I, oh, no, sorry, go on. No, no, no. You're, you're done. Okay. the other stuff, stuff I don't like, so. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 yeah, good, then. that's a good, that's a good pen then. I, 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 no, I gotta agree with what you guys have been saying. I like that it's been, that there is, there's these payoffs, there, there is this world building, and that, the, and again, I, I mean, for me, like, I, I fell in love with the Flash to begin to, for a reason, and it's kind of, it's for stuff like this and so on. You know, like even though I know people aren't always the biggest fans of procedural, like you know, the villain of the week thing and so on. It's but it feels for me like as wacky as the villains may have been, it kind of feels like a reading an issue of a comic book. Like you know, this is what Flash deals with this week, and this is what Flash deals with next month. And I, again, and I feel like Barry has. My favorite part about this season has been that Barry has really evolved as. Not just a person in general, but but as a superhero, like he he feels mature, he feels wiser, he feels, um, I feel like he's definitely, I feel like he left some of those angst and burden off his shoulders in the speed for it. I feel like he got rid of that. He was able to kind of leave it all behind, you know, with his mother's death. Although, I mean, if the couple's therapy scene was an indication, maybe he let it go a little bit too easily. Um, like wait, sort of, I mean, what, what was it he said? He's like, um, she's. Writing, you know, she's taking notes, and she's, he's like, well, my do- my mom died, and then he's like, and my dad died too. You should write that down. I'm like, okay, Barry, boy, it's not like you're like, it's not like a spelling contest. Like you, you, you don't win anything from by listing all the people that you've lost. Uh, if anything, it makes you probably look like a dick for like being so comfortable with them being dead. Um, rest in peace, Eddie Fawn. I'm sure you heard what he said about you. And <laughs> but uh, no, but no, but I don't. One of the great aspects of the new season has been some of the new characters we've gotten. I, I mean, I was, I will admit it, I wasn't like, I never hated a long man beforehand, but I wasn't really like aware of him. I knew, okay, he can stretch himself with a fan, and he's not Plastic Man. 
cool. And then they cast um, Harley Rafa, uh, Harley Sawyer, I mean. And my goodness, I he he is bringing some he's bringing in some new life into the show. Even though I will say that I mean some of the some of his sexist be- sexist behaviors and whatnot that we could we could live without. And I but I think that like the, I oh, think yes. I think their idea of uh, what they're doing with him is that they want to like try and redeem him, kind of make him like well let's make him go from like. Being a sexist, misogynist, whatever, and so on, to you know, a proud, you know, superhero who is who is supportive of women. Like, you know, maybe, I mean, who knows? Maybe Ralph will discover his fe- uh, feminist side uh, at some point throughout the season. Which, you know, what? I don't mind that. I think that would be cool. And uh, <laughs> no, but Harley, he like, I think he's just so. I think Harley makes a, um, he makes you love the character more, even though the fact there are some shady parts to the character that you shouldn't be liking. Um, but. Yeah, I think he fits in really well on the team and so on, and I think uh, he's gonna have. I think he's gonna have a good second half of the season, and and then the vote. I mean, I just Neil Sutherland's. I just love that actor's like performance of the character and so on, which you know, which is why it's gonna be so difficult to not see him on a regular basis anymore after this uh, winter finale. But he, you no, know, but he and Kim Engelbrecht, I think they. Like I didn't expect them to do this like married couple villain team up and so on. I really, I think that's a nice change, and because that way it also gives it an opportunity to have a female villain present as well, not just being like you know the sidekick of a supervillain or something. They, they feel like eagles for sure, and um, yeah, yeah, I gotta agree with you guys said about Caitlyn. I mean, I feel like I mean, look, I love Caitlyn Snow, and I think I mean, I I always feel bad that sometimes it's like. People do dig Killer Frost when they dig Kaylin because I think there's some great part of Kaylin that people should really take in and appreciate more. But I think that's her journey this season. I think she and I think by the time we get to the end of season four, I think she will have like somehow she and Killer Frost will have become one personality and so on. Because I feel we've never we're seeing Kaylin a lot more this season with Edge. I mean, and that's not as Killer Frost, just as herself. And I kind of like the fact that she has her own agency. Which which Iris does as well, which I love that she, you know, I like Hannah said, I love that she's a team leader. I love that she's more present now with the other members, even though, I mean, I, re- I remember there was like, this thing about her being a reporter, which I kind of di- dog. So hopefully that comes back into fruition at some point. But um, but yeah, I I, I will discuss some of the other characters like in the um, what's not been what hasn't been so good about season one. So I mean, but again, I mean, Cisco he, he's always as funny as he is. As he is. Joe is the sweetest dad on the face of the earth. Harry is Harry, um, and that's that's me putting it nicely. And then <laughs> Wally, yeah, we will talk about Wally. So, um, but yeah, I don't. I mean, that, those are my favorite hi- favorite highlights of the season. And then of course, I mean, the, the, the crossover was a blast, but also. There's a, there's some reason why I had major issues with the crossovers. So, what a perfect segue to discussing what hasn't worked so far in season four. So, Daniel, like, what are some of your criticisms of season four A? Um. Well, one of its biggest strengths was also one of its biggest drawbacks. Um. Like I said, slow burn. Uh. It's a dual-edged sword. Uh. Because if you're using this season as a jumping-on point, which I don't know why you would but if you use this season as a jumping on point there are moments where you're like why is everyone loving this show it is so slow there is so much that they're trying to cover that maybe they just shouldn't like there are moments where it's just okay 
I get the point. I get what you're trying to drive home. Dibney is clearly a sexist. Uh, like, um, Wells is clearly this, like, antisocial, rude, egotistical person. Like, I get what everyone is, but can we go more into what's happening in the story? And we, sometimes we're not even focusing on the portions where we should focus, but we're spending our time wasted focusing on little small portions that don't really matter. That's my problem with this 4A so far. Is there, um, is there, is there a character you feel has not been you know, serviced or featured enough. Like, do you, like because, I mean, this is a big cast. There's a lot of characters we're dealing with and so on. So, of course, there's going to be some episodes or even some seasons where certain characters are not as featured as others. Uh, like, do you, do you feel like there's someone... Is anyone being left out? Do you think... Is there anyone that you will want to see more of? Uh? Um, actually, no, because they did something great and kind of got rid of Wally. Ooh. So, not, uh, not a big uh, yes, um... You're going to explain yourself now, because we have a lot of Wally fans out there. Okay. This is my thing. This is my thing with Wally. It feels like, in moments, the show doesn't know what to do with him, because we're trying to step away from, okay, too many speedsters. So, we have to always bench Wally. Bench Wally. Wally is a strong character. And if you, at one moment, do not know what to do with a strong character, well, then sometimes you have to get rid of that character because you aren't working hard enough as a writing team, in my opinion. Um, and I like how they did have moments where every time Wally came back, Wally had something great, in my opinion. When he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I went to, uh, was it Blue City? And um, oh, I fought a, uh, a giant uh, starfish from space. I was like, oh, my God. You're referencing JLA comics. Like, this is great. Like, I love Easter eggs. And Wally does a lot of that. So it's like they give him something, but it feels like they take so much away from him. Because I think he is a strong character, and they're not utilizing him properly. So I was like, okay, if you don't know what to do, go ahead and remove him. Maybe put him on, um, you know, uh, permanently put him on, uh, what is the other show? The, uh... Legends. Clearly not one uh, that he should go on since you can't remember it. Oh. <laughs> Legends. No, no, I'm just saying, maybe he can go on the Legends. I mean, we are missing, we're going to be missing Firestorm and, you know, Constantine's there only for like two episodes. Maybe he could be there because I feel like that show has, in moments, uh, C-list characters and he's an A-list character. He can actually kind of bring everyone up to his level on that show. But that's See, that, something for time. No, but I mean, just to kind of talk about it, that's why I'm so worried about. I mean, I feel like maybe that's, this, this is what they're going to be doing. They're going to move Wally to Legends. But that's, that's why I'm so worried about it because Legends is, and I was, you know, uh, one of my good friends, Kat Kalmia from the DC Podcast Network, she was talking about this tonight on her show, and that Wally, it, Kid Flash, in, in, in comparison to the other characters on Legends, is essentially a god. Legends Tomorrow has always been about the misfits. And I kind of feel like yeah. if you bring Wally in, and then what's the, like, you don't really need the other characters then to do anything. Like, Wally can pretty much, like, take care of everything in, well, no pun intended, but in a flash. So it, it's kind of like, I mean, <laughs> well we, done. We, 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 
disclaimer, we do we do bad puns here. But uh, but I kind of I don't know I feel like if anything, and I know I know the two units are not connected, but I kind of feel like Wally should just head over to Titans. Oh my gosh, you have no idea how much I would love that right now. Yeah. Oh, trust me, I I, I can only imagine because I think he would be much better fitted there than being on a team that is supposed to be about, you know, the little guys and whatnot. And, and that's the thing. That's why I almost, almost, almost afraid that it's going to be his. That's the reason they're going to have to, like, nerf him so that he doesn't outshine that others. And I'm like, no, then you're not, you're not doing Wally any favors either. So, um, True. but um, we, shall, we shall see. But, uh, but Tatiana, what have been some of the, the downs of... Lowlights? Of, of, of season 4A. <laughs> uh, well... To jump off of uh, his Wally point, I will say that for me, I think that the way that they got rid of Wally was very poorly done. And I know that it's not totally their fault because it was Keenan who asked for time off. And he did explain in an interview that it was because of his anxiety that he asked for time off. So yeah. I know they had to they had to um, write him off for a little bit, but because they knew a little bit in advance that they were, I assume they knew a little bit in advance that they were going to, they could have written it off better than a breakup cube from Jesse. So so I wasn't I, I felt like that moment kind of cheapened Jesse's character as well as sort of just being a very unceremonious exit for Wally, and. I hope that when he does come back, they will actually try to put more effort into his storylines. And if not, if he's not going to be like, he doesn't have to be a full-time speedster. He could decide to put his skills to use elsewhere because we know he's an, a brilliant engineer. He's studying engineering, but we never get to see his school and we never get to see him do any engineering because that's Cisco's job. So it would be nice to see him actually go to school, for example. Now, um, one character that has been underserviced, who has been around, is Cisco this season. Because aside from his plot with, with Cynthia, he doesn't he hasn't really done much. He's just been babysitting Harry or babysitting Ralph in this latest episode. So I would like to see him have more of a plot. Um because he never, unlike the other characters, we never really got that much of an arc of him coming into his own as vibe, you know, and it's probably because vibe is so overpowered. That, like Wally on Legends, he could solve lots of their problems in a flash, like in the crossover, when they knocked him out because their entire issue was finding a breach to get back home. And Cisco could have done that in 10 seconds, so he couldn't be in the crossover. (laughs) But, yeah, so they have to find ways to overcome their character's abilities, apparently. (laughs) Um, yes. What, and then, and then there's Ralph who, and like you guys said, Hartley is wonderful. I think that he's not only does he seem like a really great guy, but he is an excellent actor. He's great at physical comedy. He really brings a lot of pathos to Ralph that Ralph would not otherwise have. And yeah, he's just, he's just really, really charming. So I'm, I wish that they hadn't made Ralph just so blatantly sexist, especially because no one's commented on it really yet. They roll their eyes or they're like uncomfortable, but they don't say anything. Unlike with his. Oh my god. Hmm. No, no, I, I agree with you so much. That's uh, I was like, oh my god, so uh, true. Un- unlike with the plot where it's like, oh, shouldn't I just catch the bad guy instead of saving people? And it's like, no, Ralph. Of course, you have to save people first. So, like, 
you'd think someone would be like, no, Ralph, of course women are people too. But no one has done that yet. So uh, they have to address that because you can't redeem his sexism by just making him a good hero all of a sudden. That doesn't make him not sexist. I have a so we have to make him explicitly I, not sexist. I yes. Have a, I have a proposal. What if they're building up to an episode where all the women on the show, like, they just have enough of him, and they just go all Joes and the Pussycats on him like they did in Riverdale, and just beat <laughs> that crap out of him until he learns? Well, that would be, that would be alright. I would be alright with that. Another hashtag feminism episode. But yeah. Um, oh, no, 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 no more, no more hashtag feminist. You don't want ever. them to say hashtag feminism? God. No, is that because, so of, is that, is that because of No, them? I know, I'm just it's, kidding. It's because of all my freaking co-hosts decided to that whole episode just drive me crazy by every minute find a reason to say hashtag feminism. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, Well, they should uh, never okay, actually. I, I do love that episode. No, it's, it's a, you it's, what? The girls' night episode. I loved. I, I loved listening I... to that episode where everyone said oh, it. Oh, the podcast. Oh. Yeah, and Andy at one moment you were just like, "Please stop!" And everyone was like, "Why hashtag feminism? Why? I don't understand." I loved they just it. Love, they just love hurting Andy's feelings. Uh, no, it's fine. I mean, I mean, these these right. Some of these show producers like producers like to hurt me too. When uh, and then uh, you know we will get to that in the bats now. Uh, but uh, so like, it's like it's fine. I don't have emotions. I don't, I don't cry at all. I have to edit all of that. I'm like thinking, oh my god, we're sounding so crazy. But uh, no, but I am. Uh, I shall. I shall withhold. But uh, uh, are do you ha- any other thoughts about for uh, a? My final low light, which is just going to be, it's always, it's never going to change until they change it. So it's just like me, you know, being a broken record. But like, I wish that we got to see more of our characters doing their jobs outside of Star Labs. Uh, Cisco, Caitlin, and Harry don't count because they live off food stamps and they don't have jobs. Oh, but oh, oh I, would love to see, <laughs> I would love to see more of Joe being a detective, more of Barry being a CSI, and more of Iris being a journalist. And I hope I'm just going to just just put it out there that now that we've got Trial of the Flash, like, obviously, you've got to find evidence in Barry's favor. Joe can do that. Obviously, you've got to present that evidence in Barry's favor. And we've got Cecile as a lawyer who's going to be doing that. And then I would hope that Iris is going to get to write something about it or do something to sway the public's opinion, for example, in Barry's favor. Or to do something about what do we do at the Flash? Because we don't have the Flash now, right? So. Uh, if only so there was a Flash costume that Wally could put on and just run around. <laughs> Well, if only there was a Wally to put on the Flash costume. Oh, ouch. (laughs) That's a double double burn. (laughs) So, so yeah. So, I hope that we're going to get to see more of my my peeps outside of Star Labs doing Central City things and doing the jobs that they are paid for off screen. Yay! (laughs) That's all. I could, now I can only agree with you guys when it comes to um, the thing you brought up. Like, I am definitely frustrated that. We haven't gotten on a Wally this season, and I feel like, I mean, it's disappointing to see that when Flash Comics knows how to deal with having two speeds at the same time, but not television writers, I kind of feel like, well, something's clear not working here. You, I mean, it's I mean, it's not rocket science. You can make it work. Because, I mean, I know many people say in their way, they see that the Flash is, that the TV show is, it's purely from Barry's perspective. It's all about Barry Allen, and I kind of, you know, I get that. But one of my pet peeves with season four is that there isn't that one of the things that I love about the Flash comics is the Flash family. The idea that one speedster is never alone. 
But this season, yes. I, I I don't feel like we haven't gotten that at all. Like Jesse Quick hasn't been back. Jay Garrick hasn't been back. Wally is. We know what's going on with Wally, and you know we we got we 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 know we've gotten that caterer who is possibly going to be Barry and Iris' daughter, who in the comic is a speedster as well. And uh, but right. but you know what? With this universe, sometimes they like to just jank my chain. So you know I'm I will. I will cross my fingers and you know not assume that Dawn is going to be a speedster just right away because she's Dawn Allen, and um, I just miss that idea. Like, like I love Team, team Star Lab. Like I don't, I can't even imagine the show without them. But we're four seasons in now, and I kind of want to see Barry get to have this other family. I want to see him with Bart and Bear and Wally and Jesse and Jay and Max and so on, just because. I don't think the movies are ever going to give us that because, I mean, you know, because that Barry Allen is so young. So it's like, you know, they they have so much more they have to build up on. So I feel like with the show, it's like, you know, like, take that opportunity. Like, it doesn't have to be for, like, 23 episodes. Uh, be- mostly because I don't think TV shows should have to be 23 episodes anymore. But that's not up to me, sadly. But I just feel like for an episode <laughs> arc, for, like, three, four episodes, we could have all of them together. Now, I'm sure that would be super expensive. But again, we pay for walking sharks and pants who can talk, talk, you know, telepathic gorillas, you know, time, you know, like time wraiths and breaches and so on. I feel we can do two episodes at least where we have at least five speechers together because I I just want that kind of to see that, that for me would feel like the ultimate testament to Barry having really moved on from the darkness in his life. We know he has to some degree because, you know, he he has iris but i want to see him like just because i still feel like in the back of my mind in the back of his mind barry is still afraid of what he is especially because the speed force trapped him in the speed force for god knows how many mental years but um yeah so i feel that's been my biggest issue with season 4a because uh, i mean i don't know the, the, the point that you guys were bringing up that no one here goes to goes to their daytime job. They just don't. Uh, I don't get how they get so many like excuses to be like, "Hey, boss, I gotta go off. I I gotta take off from work today. I gotta work from home, or I gotta work from here because <laughs> insert reason." I'm just like, that's a lot of vacation days that you spend now at this point. Yeah, I, that's true. I, I agree with you, Iris. I don't even know if she knows how to write anymore. I haven't seen her do anything. Well, I mean, I'm sure, she, I'm sure she can still write and so on, but it's like, do, I, don't, I don't think, like, we don't even know, is she employed with CCPD? Like, is she, like, you know, an online writer now? Or is she, like, you know, she swings by CCPD every once in a while. Yeah, true, but, I mean, in the comic, she's a crack journalist, and I am expecting to see a little bit more of that. I, I want to see Iris, you know, doing more uh, investigative journalism, because... Iris is, uh, in the comic, very smart, and uh, definitely pretty much a big, important part of Team Flash, which we are seeing her be the leader, which is great. I love that moment of empowerment. But I also do want to see her outside doing uh, a little bit more work. Where's the Iris that had the byline? That's what that's the Iris I want. Right. I, I, I think that they should bring her like have her bring in information from work that they can use to like track down a meta or whatever you know i don't see why they don't do that but you know they're they're just they're they're just not very good at that 
Uh, be patient, Tatiana. One day they will. They will. I know. One. Day, well, today. Today could be that day because they don't have the person who made those decisions anymore. So. Yeah, no, I know. I hear what you're saying, and it's I. True. Yeah, and I feel like that's what I feel like some, I feel if anything, maybe that person, and we, here's the thing, just for listeners so they know, we're just not going to acknowledge that, the, you know, the, I mean, we're we're not afraid of saying the name, it's just that he doesn't deserve to be called by name. He can be called, you know, we can call him a monster or a, you know, piece of garbage, human being, whatever and so on, but you know, it's like, just, you know, you know who we're talking about, and I feel like it will be interesting to see what Greg Belanti will now do in his place, because he's now taking over the responsibilities, and maybe he will kind of be like, yo, yo, y'all, you know, it's not that difficult to write two speeches, right? Like, look at all them comics I'm sitting on. It's not that hard. Yeah. Uh, like, I would love to just come in on a, on his beautiful Greg Belanti throne, and just pull up a stack of comics, be like... 75 years, they can do it. We we have to be able to convince our viewers, and Andy particularly, that we can do this for at least a season. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, like Nobody else matters but me. I'm just saying no. But it's like, I, Keenan Lonesdale is such a great actor, and I don't want him to be wasted. And the thing is, moving him to Legends or even Titans, as I'm you know joking about and so on, I, I feel like we haven't got enough time to spend with Wally on The Flash. The same way that we didn't get to spend a lot of time with Captain Cold on The Flash before he moved to Legends in Season 2. Which, you know, mm. look how that went. And that's the thing. I am afraid of sending Flash characters to Legends tomorrow because they usually end up getting killed off. And I don't want to see Wally in a coffin, but that's, it's Legends tomorrow. Flash characters end up mostly in coffins. Or dead, or vaporized. I'm not Aww. bitter. I'm not bitter. I'm not throwing shade at all. You know, I'm just sitting here with a cup of tea and just sipping it because I can. Um, <laughs> but ah, uh, <laughs> uh, I, you know, it's it's Christmas time. I should be nicer. But uh, no, but I I feel like the thing that the season is missing is Flash family. I feel like there it, it is it's not there, and I think we need to get that. And uh, then of course there are those things that you guys brought up that you know Ralph needs. Ralph, it's not difficult respecting women. Women are awesome. We would, we, you know, we would be helpless without women on this planet. Just freaking respect them. Don't treat them as sexual objects. Certainly, do not call them by their measurements of their, you know. Oh my god! That was that was. I was like, I was angry with myself for not picking up on that the first time he said it, and then, and then even he, he even says it in the therapy session. Like he's like. You know, he's in hypnosis state and so on. He's saying all the numbers. And, like, I think, what was it? The therapist was like, is this a phone number or something? He's like, no, I'm pretty sure there's a measurement. And I'm like, wow, can someone just punch? I mean, I think, you can't punch Ralph because he won't feel anything. Oh, my God. I just, I when it happened, I, for me, once again, like I said, I like Ralph Dibby in the comics. And the reason I like him in the comics is because he is one of the... Uh, well, him and his wife, Sue, are the only comic book characters that don't have a tumultuous relationship as far as with each other and their marriage. They literally are an example for the rest of the comic world on how a husband and wife team should be. And it's just... That's not the Ralph that we are getting here on the show. 
and I feel it's going to taint uh, the the opinion of what people will see when they think of Ralph Dibney because it's like he's not sexist. He is so much uh, uh, like a, a sympathizer to the movement. I mean, Ralph would be the one of the only people in the DC universe that would stand up and yell, "The future is feminine," and it's not what we're getting here. And it upsets me at moments. And I just know that the only time that we're really going to see him truly change and uh, be redeemed is what I'm expecting is for him to meet Sue and for Sue to change him. See, I I, right. I, I didn't thought about it because I mean I I know like I always thought it was always going to be Team Flash that does it, but I kind of like the idea that Sue is the one that like his true love comes in and says. Boy, you listen to me. This is how now you treat women. Let me show you what happens when you treat women like that. And then she just, you know, shows, like, I don't know, like, watch this episode of Riverdale. And then you'll see what happens. I, <laughs> I get how that's a romantic notion, but it's also an annoying one. Because it yes. puts the onus on the woman to have to change this man, you know? Ah, exactly. So it's, it's like... like ah. <laughs> So hopefully, I, I hope that's not the case. I would rather him become the man that he needs to be in time for Sue to show up. <laughs> yeah. So, I, we'll I, would, see. I would love that, but the way the writers are going right now, it kind of seems like the whole thing of, well, unfortunately, as you said, it is going to be in the onus of the woman. Because uh, without, well, with, you know, the whole man-woman thing, um, the, the best part of him is her. And without her, he is just nothing. So when he finally gets that part that makes him whole, when you see the whole Ralph Dibney, you will see the man Ralph Dibney, not the boy, not the man-child, not the idiot, not the chauvinist, not the sexist, but the man Ralph Dibney. So that's what they're going to end up going for. And yes, it's annoying, but I think that's what's going to happen. See that's why you love Barry Allen, because without Iris, he just stops showering or cutting his hair. But he's still a decent <laughs> guy. I, I agree. Mean, I mean, we don't know that completely. I mean, he could. I mean, we don't know if. I mean, the, okay. The the, 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 cutting, the cutting his hair part was true because we saw that horrible wig in the future. But I mean, he also clearly was not showering. Andy, just accept it. That's fine. Oh, he so didn't you, need so personal you, hygiene anymore. Oh, so, so you can smell. Sure. You can smell through television sets now. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Yeah, I can smell with my eyes. That's my gift. Oh, mm. that's a, that's a nice metahuman ability. That's I a, like that. exactly. <laughs> I'm like, wow, the finger must have been really, really nice when she just when he decided to give Tanya those powers. Uh, is she is she the twelve meta the, the twelve best meta? And there you go. actually, you know what? I'm part of the I'm part of the master plan. You're, yes, you are. And and that's one of the things I was going to bring up is that I'm a little worried. About these meta humans are bringing in. I mean, nothing against the Iron Song, but I just don't want an army of that one-dimensional characters. Hazard is definitely one-dimensional. I don't want to see her again, but I know we're gonna have to see her again. Uh, I like Kilgore. I, I know some people. Which didn't... one? Which one did you think that was one-dimensional? Hazard. Oh, I loved her. I loved her and her white feminism. <laughs> yeah she's like the epitome of white privilege Aww, oh right. my god oh, and you she can... does have to check her privilege she does literally she is, <laughs> and you, she and is you... the embodiment of it and you can, and you, can t- you can tweet tatiana at... no 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 i'm not gonna do that <laughs> no, 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 no. 
now. Accept it. That's what she was. Uh, yeah, and her voice was just annoying too in many ways. That's why I'm like, I just couldn't like. See, I could never hate her voice because she was the voice of Chibiusa in Sailor Moon. Yeah, I know, I know. That's why I'm having. That's why I'm so blessed that I actually stuck with the Japanese version instead of Sailor Moon. Uh, not throwing shade. That's it, nothing. But I, I, I want to make sure that, that these metahumans that they by the time we get to the end of the season. There is some twist there, and so I want to be like I want to get them power they deserve, and um, and and I and I want to see how they're gonna do this now with the new Devoe, because I, guys, I'm I'm almost terrified that what they're gonna do is that every four or five episodes or so on leading down to the season finale, Devoe is gonna jump to one. You know, from one body to another oh, body to God. another body, and I just don't want that because. And also, I kind of like this new actor they got now. Well, yeah, I thought he did I, a great I, job I, with that creepy final phone call scene. He like did. It was like a mixture of like imitating Neil Sandylands and then also putting his own twist on it. Oh, I agree. I, I I did, and I do like him. And Andy, that is my worry because I don't want to see Devoe pull a quantum leap every three or four episodes, just jumping into different people's bodies, I, I can't deal with that. Same here. I, I feel like, and especially when you got someone, sort of great actor like Kendrick Sampson, I kind of feel like, you you know, it, don't don't mess this up. Uh, like, I remember, like, you, you guys were the ones that broke them, the, the, the news of brain horse coming to the show. Boy, did I did I not see this thing coming at all. Like, I was like, oh, he's going to be a best man. It's fine. No, he is like, we're just using it as a cover, and he's gonna be the new big bad for the season and so on. Uh, so like, I was like, "Holy!" What did like because did anyone see that twist coming? Like, I didn't, I didn't no. See, no, I did not see that at all. That's why I'm like, you know, like because I kept thinking like, "Oh my god!" I wonder how the guys at Hashtag Show must have felt when they broke this because it's like they just broke the biggest like. Maybe the biggest scoop for Flash season four because it's like, oh, it's not just some random DC character from that's gonna be appearing in a few episodes. No, this is our new big bad. Yeah, like I when we introduced uh, when we introduced uh, Brainstorm at first, it was just like, okay, well, yeah, he's gonna be one of the uh, one of the twelve. But this was a turn that I don't think anyone saw coming, and it is so good. Uh, I just. Uh, the way they delivered it, the way they they put it in for us, and just it just cultivated it the whole way through until it happened. I loved every moment, and I, I loved even the reaction of his wife. Finally, after he did change uh, into Dominique's body, uh, when she gave him that kiss, she hesitated to mm-hmm. give him the kiss. Yes, because it was, I love that. It was. It was the worry, uh, the concern of, well, I understand this was our plan, and yes, I'm glad you're alive, but it's almost at what cost? Yes, and And I love that the whole season is like, sorry, uh, the thinker Uh trying to get into Barry's head, but Barry managed to get into Marlise's head with their conversation about part Yes! Oh my goodness! And it's just, I I love this this cat and mouse, this play that's happening with with everyone. Uh, and I just, uh, I feel that this also is a lot of foreshadowing of what we think is going to happen. Um, I, I, when you guys are ready to talk about that, let me know. I'll go well, into uh, well, ideas let's, I have. Let's go into let's, if, uh, wishes and ideas and speculation for, for season 4B. So, Daniel, 
Crack it to us. Oh, okay. Um, well, first, I guess a small one. Uh, we already know, of course, it's going to be uh, Trial of the Flash. Um, we saw that even with the Easter what? egg of... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we saw that with the Easter egg of Barry holding the uh, the freaking... Uh, what's his booking number? And did anyone notice the booking number itself that he was holding up? No, I... That... No, oh. what was it? Well, okay, his booking number is 121984. Oh. Yes, and that that actually is the the times, well, the month and the year uh, that the trial of the Flash actually happened in the comics. So I was like, oh my god, the writers or someone's paying attention to you know what's happening. So I dug that. Um, that is really but, cool. Uh, yeah, right. Um, but with the whole thing about like Devoe and uh, how. Uh, when they were searching DeVoe's house, they said something which was interesting to me, which is they didn't find a trace of him anywhere at first when they were searching. Uh, but the thing is, with that, they didn't even happen to find that secret room. So I'm wondering, when are we going to address that secret room that he's in, uh, in the house? Is it is it virtual? Because if it is, we didn't see Barry hooked up to anything. And he escaped that place, and they never talked about it again. So I think we will have some episode where we do explain what's happening in that room. Um, I also am kind of interested in seeing how far DeVoe is going to push Barry. Because, well, we got to see Barry do that whole vibrating thing faster than the human eye to get outside of that like speed force kind of prison. And I think DeVoe expected that because he's trying to push Barry more and more. So ultimately, like you said, he can take over that body. And uh, last but not least, I think we will see Dibney flaunt his super detective skills. Um, and he will help them prove how DeVoe got the body there and it wasn't Barry. I think that's what we'll see. We won't see Joe do it, but we'll see Dibney do it. You know, well, okay. I, I wouldn't mind that. I think, and that will, maybe maybe that will also, you know, if if he if that maybe leads him getting an appointment at CZPD, I think that would be interesting, you know, because that way we can maybe see him and Barry work more together next season uh, on their daytime job. So I I think that, and you know, because I remember like when um, I remember when the casting was made uh, of Hardy Sawyer, they said you know that he is being you know that Ralph will help Team Flash solve one of the Central City's greatest mysteries, which could be which could have been exactly. this. It could have been this thing the whole time, but so uh, good. good I, I like all them theories, Daniel. I like all them theories. <laughs> they're just basic ones, but I just those are mine. No, no, no. no they're more than basic. I, I think they're great. I think they're <laughs> solid ones. I think they make sense too. And I think that's something that would make for entertain, entertaining television. Yeah, and I hope so. No, I, no, I, I, I hope so too. Uh, Taddy, what are you, some of your hopes for season four B? Okay, hopes. I don't know. Uh, no, I have some hopes slash predictions, but they're like super like specific and just like uh okay. Like for example, I I definitely think that uh the caterer that we met in Crisis on Earth X is Don Allen, and I think that she will replace Iris's role in Trial of the Flash on the comics. Oh, because Iris comes back from the future to yeah. help get Barry off of murder, right? So <laughs> I think that maybe that caterer will show up as a juror 
or otherwise be involved in the trial. And Barry will be like, oh, I remember that girl. And then she will, you know, do something to help. And then oh. be like, hello, I am your child. I, I, I really <laughs> hope that Barry doesn't literally stand up in court and say, hey, I remember that girl. So that she okay, well, he's obviously not going to do that. <laughs> because, then she will get kicked, not- because then she will get kicked off <laughs> because she, you know, like they... That would be very stupid of him. Yes, that would be very yeah. dumb. But, <laughs> and, and Barry is no longer very stupid. So, yay, Barry. Anyway, the other thing is, now this is definitely more of a hope, is that I I hope that Dominic is still in there. And even though you should all know by now what movie this plot is ripping off of, I hope it is like that movie. And there's still hope for him inside there. And he will get out of the sunken place and well, help the yeah, team was- <laughs> get rid of Demo. <laughs> I was thinking about that, like, someone's going to have a flash camera. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Right? Like, there's no way that wasn't on purpose. So, (laughs) So, yeah, I do think that Dominic is still alive in there somewhere, and that perhaps a cerebral inhibitor inhibits the devote cerebral part and lets Dominic exist. Nice. I dig it. I dig it. I want. I hope that we get to see that. Uh, because I think that would be. I mean, I, okay. I will, okay. I will admit. Dominic. I haven't seen. I. I will admit. I haven't seen Get Out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jordan Peele, if you're listening. I. I'm sorry. I will. I will try and make sure I watch it before the year is over. Um, you better. It's just that the trailer made me. <laughs> the trailer is so, made me so scared. Well, <laughs> it's supposed to. It's scary. Oh yeah, I know. It's called hashtag marketing for a reason. But um, but um, no, I what I want is I want I want to see the trial of the Flash be done with justice. I don't want it to be like Flashpoint where it's one episode. And I want I, I and I think this could be a great way for Wally to come back and be the Flash for a couple episodes while Barry is in, you know, because realistically, if we're going to be realistic, a trial takes a while. It's not over in just four or two minutes <laughs> in a television episode. It takes a while before it's said and done. But I, yeah, I, that's kind of what I mostly want. I want there to be a good execution for all the things they're laying out this season. I want there to be a good, execu- you know, a conclusion to Kaylin and, and Killer Frost's inner struggle. I want Iris to become a journalist again, so we get to see her being a journalist again. I want Wally to be more on the show, and I want, I definitely want. Trial of the Flash should be dealt with justice, especially since one of the writers who wrote the, fin- the winner finale tweeted the next next day saying, "You know, like, well, here's a reason why I've been sitting on this for eight months." So clearly, they've known since last season that they wanted to do this. Oh, but uh, but you know, we we will have to wait and see what happens. But uh, I I feel hopeful that they. It's been a solid first half of the season. A little wonky because there were too, sometimes a little bit too much comedy going on, but I feel like. We're in for a very, what's the right term to say? Um, like we're it's gonna be a, like a, a very thinking second half of season four or season you know, season four B. I think it's gonna again not so much about speed but more about intelligence. But uh, but I think that's gonna unless you guys have anything else you want to bring up about season four. But uh, if you guys don't, I mean I think this might be a. A good place to to wrap, but uh, do you guys have any uh, remaining thoughts you want to share with listeners? Um, maybe. Um, uh, oh, go ahead. No, 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 you go first. I was just gonna make uh sounds. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I, I was just thinking, if we see Dawn, are we not going to see her twin brother? Are we not doing the Tornado Twins? I'm sure. No, nope. The Tornado no Twins totes exist. No! Right? The Tornado Twins totally exist. So, she has a twin brother. Whether or not we see him yet, because who's, whose father is he? Bart Allen's father. Yeah. They're going to hold off on Bart Allen until we can't take it anymore. So, I feel like, you know... Oh, that's the other thing. Okay, minor thing. Have they not been, like, overloading the hints of babies for Barry and Iris? Oh, come on. We need more diapers? I mean, yeah, right. it's been We need more diapers going from, from the beginning. And then in the crossover, when, when Felicity's like, you're glowing! And Caitlin's like, that's for pregnant women! <laughs> and, of course, when, when Iris says to, to Barry, like, oh, and when we have our first child, and Barry's like, the best day of my life? Yes! So, I feel <laughs> like... <laughs> I feel like what if what if that becomes when he comes home with the child and he like loves being a dad so much he that's when he goes this house is bitch shed what if that's the reason he says that <laughs> Barry is going to enjoy being a dad a little bit too much there's babies in it now <laughs> oh no um, so I don't know I don't know do you guys think that Iris will be pregnant by the end of the season I or is it just I, foreshadowing I, the tornado twins coming from the future that that I don't want any more pregnancy on this damn show. I don't want any more pregnancy on this damn universe. Mm-hmm. There's babies around that- everywhere. There's a teenage. There's, there's a stupid teenager on Supergirl. There's a you know. Why? Why do people hate Ruby? Ruby is such a sweetie. Let her live. <laughs> I, I never said anything about killing her. I just said that she's stupid. Uh, William is stupid too on Arrow. William's not okay. What? See, y'all are just ageist. What? Daniel, 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 did I did I say age? Did I mention a number once? No, but then again, I do like William. He's keeping he's keeping Ali uh, kind of you know level at the moment. Yeah, yeah exactly. keeping him kind of honest, and thank, I like that. Then God help us all if that's what William can do. Because if something mm-hmm. if something happens to William, then then we know that all of it will fall apart again. Oh uh, no! Yeah. Don't say that. Let William live too. Anyway, um, so yeah, so I the reason I don't want Iris to be pregnant so soon is because I don't want them to have another excuse to not do journalism for her. So unless, hmm? I was just saying, unless they make her pregnant so that they can then be like, oh, it's so hard being a journalist while pregnant, sexism. Then then I'm like, all right, I accept it. I'll allow it if you do it that way. <laughs> well, my thing was, what if? Uh... They don't come from, well, him, but they come from Joe and his wife. Now, how are they going to do that? I don't know. They're rewriting okay. everything in the way they I, want I wanna, to. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I'm about to say something. I'm about to say something super controversial. Okay. Oh boy. So, yeah. So I hope I hope that that gets you more feedback. There you go. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to I'm trying to get more feedback. So uh, the re- the only reason I feel like people could even imagine in their brains that the Flash writers would give the Tornado Twins or one of the Tornado Twins to Joe and Cecile is because mm-hmm. of how Arrow has disrespected Oliver's legacy by giving Connor Hawk to Diggle, by killing off oh. etc. That would never happen on the Flash. The Flash writers love the crap out of Barry Allen. And everything, things that belong to, to Wally go to Barry Allen. You know, like, they will give Barry Allen everything. So, he has two kids who are speedsters. He's going to have two kids who are speedsters. You know, (laughs) like, they're not going to take that away from him. 
So yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I hope you're right because I I don't want that to happen. But everyone, yeah. keeps you know how. Screaming. Just like just like we keep getting hints of twins for Barry and Iris ever since last season, even when when Iris said she wanted to get Barry a pet and Joe was like, as long as it has four legs. Right. Oh, yeah. Two babies have four legs. Anyway, um, the uh, they are also have been hints this season about evil babies, like at least two or three times <laughs> someone has brought up an evil baby. So who has yeah. an evil baby? Iris's brother, Daniel West. Oh. Daniel West. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Mm. I don't want him on my show. Nope. I don't want. <laughs> he's, he's coming. I'm sorry, Andy. He's here. He's already there, uh, waiting. You know what? Room. It's fine. They, they didn't. They didn't give me the dream wedding I wanted for these two bastards. So why give me? Like why? Why not just throw in like a sicko West family member at the same time? Why not? I'm proud uh, of you guys. I'm not bitter. I promise you all. You sound super not bitter. I agree. Yeah. No. Not at all. Boy, the holidays are going to have to do wonders for me for me to be able to go into the second half of the season because if all this happens, I'm just going to be okay. Daniel was is here. Now God help me find strength. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, no, but I am, uh, I can't wait to see what season 4B has in store for us and I definitely can't wait to discuss and so on. Daniel, we're, Daniel, we're definitely going to make sure that we bring you back for at some point during uh, the spring and so on to kind of discuss uh the second half of the season and so on, but um, because this was a lot of fun, and I uh, now I have a lot of things to think about because I, y'all, I don't deal with babies, and the fact that you guys have now put pretty much you know sinking evil babies into my mind and my you have nightmares. I'm sorry. <sighs> um, so if anyone wants to know my stance on fatherhood and so on, I don't have one because I don't want to be a dad. So let's just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's um, yeah. I I got flagged once back in uh, last season when um, when I said like, I said during the live podcast crossover like you know well, well you know Diggle if you care if you care so much about you know baby Sarah you don't even remember anymore because of Flashpoint then just have another kid and then just like my 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 host said there was a listener who flamed me who was like babies are not uh, you know replaceable Andy I'm like well I mean I mean do you make the rules. Tell Guggenheim that. Oh. oh. <laughs> and right. we, that's that's gonna be it for no, no, no I'm kidding. But, but that is, you know what? That is a perfect way to cap off this discussion uh, of season four A of the Flash. So I would like to thank Daniel once again for coming on. This was so much fun. Uh, we, you know, come back anytime you you can and want because it's this was a, this was a hoot. So. Uh, please tell listeners where they can find you on social media. Tell everyone about the hashtag show and uh, the shows that you're a part of as well and anything else you want to plug. Oh, yeah. Um, well, definitely you can uh, check me out on that hashtag show. We have videos uh, on YouTube every day of the week. Uh, and um, you can also check us out on our sister station, uh, Pop Culture Renegades, uh, and, of course, our website. Uh, for social media, you can find me um, at the uh, most entertaining name in uh, geek pop culture, which is Battlestar Galactica. Uh, that is and, awesome. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, and you can also find me, unfortunately, on um, Twitter because Battlestar Galactica is too long. Wink, wink. Uh, so they, I had to change it to that hashtag BSG on Twitter. But, uh, yeah, you can find me there on social media or 
just check out that hashtag show. I'm I'm all over it. What shows do you do? You, you do the Welcome to Watchtower. Welcome to Ginger Ale. Oh, uh, well, I do, I do, do I do a DC Watchtower. Um, I am also on, um, yeah, Welcome to Ginger Dale. Uh, play on words, we love it. Uh, you can also find me on uh, Henshin Hangout, which is uh, more of a uh, the Eastern Power Rangers, uh, and uh, every once in a while on uh, Ranger Wrap Up. Awesome, excellent stuff. Well, uh, we we will also put um, links to all of that in the show notes for you guys. You can, guys, you can when you're on your phone, you can click on that. Follow him. Follow the High Tide Show. Subscribe to the High Tide Show. It's all great. It's all great stuff. So, um, uh, yes, make sure to do that. And uh, Tyler, where can people find you on social media? Wherever dreams come true. <laughs> That's a long handle. Specifically, specifically uh, at. Marcella's ear on Twitter, M Y R C E L L A S ear, uh, or on Instagram. And you can also check out things that I write about other things on websites such as with an accent, the flash podcast and the Marvel report. And finally, if you want to hear more of my voice, you can check out the ladies with gumption podcast where we talk about all the DC TV ladies from all four soon-to-be five shows. And that Twitter handle is DCTV Gumption. Black Lightning, oh God, I, I was thinking like, what, what is You were like, what's the fifth show? Yeah, Black Lightning, of course. <laughs> well, you better, you, you better add titles to that as well soon after that, because I mean, you, I... You probably will. Yeah. But we just don't even know when it's going to air yet. So it's like, well, but yes. Just be patient because 2018 is almost here. Uh, I um, will be patient. No, 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 I, I, no, no I, I was telling that myself. I'm trying. I'm not patient. But I, I know. <laughs> and listeners can find me on social media uh, on my Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages at Andrebacht. And Bacht is spelled B H B A K H T. And I write. I run the Mall Portrait um, at themallportrait.com. I co-host a Titans podcast. We're actually going to be recording an episode later this week, and then uh, for, for our last episode for the for the year because we're all going to our hiatus mode pretty soon. And you can also find some of my writing at TV Fanatic. And uh, for the, all the podcast plugs, you know what I'm. I will do an abridged version. You know, flashpodcast.com, All the latest news and information that you need to know about the Flash. You follow the podcast on social media at The Flash Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Periscope. You subscribe to The Flash Podcast on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and Google Play. When you're on iTunes, you go to iTunes, hit subscribe, hit, a, hit that five-star review, and let, and let us know what you love about The Flash Podcast and The Flash TV Show. That's the best way to support the podcast, so we would appreciate it. And listen to the Flash, you can listen to The Flash Podcast live at the Mixer Radio Network on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at the Mix.fm. And you can check out the entire DC Podcast Network at DCPodcast.com, where we have amazing shows for Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, Letters Tomorrow, iZombie, classic DCV shows, as well as the upcoming Black Lightning, Krypton, and Titan shows. I just love saying those free because Ooh. those are my most free anticipated shows of next season, of next year, I mean. And, uh, you can, and they're all at DCPodcast.com. You can follow the, ne- the network on uh, DC Podcast on Facebook. Twitter and Instagram, and last but not least, subscribe to Mega Feed on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and Google Play. If you got any questions, email us to flashpocket at gmail.com. Oh, these are, this is a freaking marathon, you all. Like, I don't know how I can keep doing this. <laughs> Even a short version of this, I'm just like, oh, 
It's long, but uh, but yeah. So next week, we're, next week I'm gonna be back with uh, my good friend Adam Holmes, who is you know one of the longtime members of the Flash Podcast crew, for our final episode of the year as we kind of review all things Flash in 2017, including a little DCEU action. So uh, again, Daniel, thank you so much for coming by. This was so much fun. I I this is definitely gonna be one of my goals for 2018 to bring you on as soon as possible again because this was. A lot of fun. And thanks to you and Tatiana, oh, I pleasure. have evil babies in, on my mind for the rest of the week. Oh, <laughs> you're welcome. Hey, we do what we can. Yeah, we, we do what we can. <laughs> Hashtag to all future parents, be careful with, with your choices. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I pretty much shot myself in the foot now by saying that. But uh, listeners, thank you so much for, for tuning in and enjoying our discussion. Let us know what you thought about this first half of, of, of Flash Season 4A on tw- social media. And uh, until next time, uh, from all of us here on the Flash Podcast, I'm Andy B. Tatiana. And I'm Daniel. And we will see you next time on the Flash Podcast. Mm-hmm.